welcome to Elite Rugby Banter, arguably the rugby podcast of this decade, I'd argue. Uh, this is going to be one of our last recordings for the decade. Ben noted that in the group. It's actually quite scary. We're nearly here at 2020, where we can we can do puns about 2020 vision. I very much look forward to it. Uh, I'm Adam, coming to from Joburg, and I'm very happy to welcome Phil, who flew all the way back to South Africa from Japan to join us on the pod. How are you, Phil? Morning, Adam. I'm good, thanks. This is actually the very first time that you and I have been on the same podcast, so it feels like a very special occasion. Oh, really? Getting it in on the getting it in on the wire for the (laughs) decade. Yes, I actually feel so privileged and right ahead of draft 2020 as well. Yeah, I thought I thought you were ignoring me for some reason, but uh, apparently we can do this. Yeah, we can. See how it goes. Good. Well, uh, I know Ben and Matty here to ask how they are first, but I'm sure all the listeners want to know. In a nutshell, how was Japan? Um, in a nutshell, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, everything from obviously the rugby to the food to the people to all the sort of uh, attractions and everything. Enjoyed everything. So I would be keen to go back at some point, but you know, it was a good three weeks. So you 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 would brackets? Yes. Yes, Ben. Would, would you would you recommend Japan outside of World Cups? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it obviously depends on what sort of stuff that you like, but just as um, something different, you know, something completely like removed. Obviously, Matt will have a better idea of being closer by in Korea, but it's just completely different to like South Africa and the West in general. So it's really something great to experience. Yeah, that that sort of otherness that you feel constantly is kind of fun. Yeah, for sure. Nice, uh, Ben. How are you? Uh, um, yeah, I'm good. Uh, I had a had a fuck up today. I thought I was playing golf on Tuesday afternoon, but it turns out I'm playing golf on Tuesday morning. So it's just fucked up all my plans. But what ifs, eh? What ifs? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were gonna say you're playing golf today. Like Tuesday got shifted. Yeah, I'm playing golf right now, guys. I'm on the court. Yeah, one day you'll do a pod from the golf course. No, no, I'm playing. So I'm playing in a. I'm playing in a pro am. Ooh, are you the pro on Tuesday? No, I'm the. I'm very much the am. <laughs> but um, but now, it's I was tra- now I was trying to. I was trying to like Google the pro I'm playing with because it's not like a major. It's like a. Theoretically, it's a European uh, tour event, but it's like really like the the kind of the B grade guys because it's you know it's kind of during the during the kind of the off season as well. So I, I tried to Google this guy I'm playing with, and it came up with like his name's Michael Palmer, and it came up like before it came up with Michael Palmer golfer, it was like Michael Palmer novelist. Michael Palmer, geologist. Michael Palmer, beekeeper. Basically, there's a there's a beekeeper with the same name as this guy who is more famous than him, and he's a professional sportsman. Yeah, but so, I mean, to be a professional golfer is not an incredibly high bar to crack. Yeah, no, but uh, yeah, he's like I don't know, but I, I look forward to I look forward to meeting and playing with Michael. That's pretty sure. cool, man. <laughs> nice. Uh, another Michael. You seem to be collecting them. Michael Charles, Michael Palmer. Yeah, it's all, all, my, all my new friends are called Michael. I presume <laughs> me and Michael Palmer are going to become best mates. Yeah. Maybe you can help me with my goal. You are going to be sitting with, uh, 
your phone's going to say M. Palmer, M. Child. I mean, it's a horrible combo to have next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Matt? But, but maybe, maybe me and Michael, Michael Palmer will be so close, I'll call him some cool nickname. M- Mikey P. Mikey P. <laughs> Uh, Matthew, how are you? Yo. Another name beginning with an M. Yeah, I'm still, I'm alright. Not too bad. Still cold as balls. But we're doing this pod like in the middle of the day for you now, so you could be warm. Yeah, um, it's now reached the high of six. Wow. Jesus. Well, Joburg's like 30 plus. At the moment. I fucking better snow soon though, because I'm supposed to be sleeping <laughs> in like two weeks time. Nice. Part of winter over there. Yeah. <laughs> Although I haven't like it's like yeah you're supposed to be skiing in two weeks. I still haven't seen any snow yet, so I'm stressing. Doing like dirt skiing at this rate. <laughs> well, it'll it'll suit your past life as a prop. Is that a prop? Dirt oh. ski? Dirt ski? Aye. <laughs> no. Nothing. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. Good job, man. Uh, yeah, no, okay. <laughs> what 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 were you going for there? I'm, I'm I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, like I, a prop, I, I, I don't know. Like I don't know, Adam. Were you going for like a prop in mud type I, joke? Something like that. I've just eaten a bacon egg roll, so I'm quite pumped up on fat. So um, yeah, that is not a good excuse. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I had some tea earlier too. Anyway, with the, with us being one of the uh, last pods of the year, we're very much doing a year in review. Very simply put, we're going to be talking about some highlights, lowlights, winners, losers. Uh, looking at your own Farrell on your shoulder. Bigger scandals. Is Rappi worse or better off than 12 months ago? And then a provisional World 15. I have to go to the mall because clearly I decided to go to the mall at the worst fucking time ever. So uh, we'll, we'll see if we can crack on with an hour and around about 20 minutes to go. And we'll first start off with news. The fact that there are two penises kissing is the Crusaders new logo. Isn't that right, Ben? Yes, uh, the two two not not erect penises, but they are flaccid, very flaccid. Oh, I wouldn't say I would I would say it's the the quintessential semi. <laughs> so you know, um, that are that are yeah, the and now like once I once I saw it, to be honest, it wasn't actually pointed out to me. I my mind apparently works that way. Um, and now, now I can't unsee it, and I hope everyone listening at home can't unsee it either. Now that the new Crusaders logo is a red penis and a black penis mushing heads. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so did you yeah. did you see did you see it that way first, not like the head of one penis? No, yeah, because some is people this, saw it as the head, the head the of a, a larger penis. Uh, is this the rugby community's version of the dress? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, Two penises or one dickhead. <laughs> but then there's no other option. But then I also saw. A, I don't know if you're gonna get onto this because maybe you have the actual quote. So it's meant to be some sort of Maori symbol, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to yeah. find the gobbledygook. Um, it's supposed to like represent the sea and the mountain or something. I yeah, don't know why it's black and red. Yeah, they had this whole. Yeah, they they also, they've got like I know they do use colors quite symbolically as well because there was. I remember, shout out to Nicola, when the All Blacks had like a soft campaign to see if they could repurpose the fern. And then a lot of the, a lot of the sort of suggestions in that as well, like red and blacks also got strong symbolic ties. I can't remember what the, I, it was like two years ago, I checked all that shit. Yeah, I think the reds, because 
uh, Christchurch is a very English part of the country. I do, I do stand to be correct. I know Efferent, if you're listening, um, you will correct me. The new logo, by the way, is called the Tohu. Not Tofu, the Tohu. And it's shaped by the natural <laughs> landscape in the Crusaders region, stretching from the top of the southern Alps to the depths of Armona. The Crusaders said in a statement. Um, I just I just don't uh, think it looks uh, very nice. I know it's kind of a sea. No, but it's, no, like no, it. but, but, but it's not even that. It's because cause I think we, we understand when we talk about the haka and stuff that we, we don't really have a proper insight into Maori culture. <laughs> like, we, we, we yeah. don't. And I don't think we could ever have it from outside of New Zealand. But they like they took it to a Maori expert. Someone showed it to them. And they said, no, this this makes no sense. It's like a half-ass. He said because they they've sort of cut off some of the I don't know. Yeah. Like there there is a there is an article in this. They, he said yeah. basically they've like half-assed it. And a point that I think Alex made is the Crusaders are really the least Maori side in the yeah. uh, in, in the competition. Well, not in the competition, obviously. I presume Oops. the Bulls are less Maori than the Crusaders. <laughs> just about. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. they've signed a lot of uh, they've signed a lot of high school kids from Fiji because they've signed every high school kid from SA. So. <laughs> yeah, they've run out of high schools in SA because Munster are picking them all off. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's a bit sort of like I, I I hate the word, but it's it's kind of a bit of cultural appropriation. Like it's a bit. Oh no, I, I don't I don't like the feel, and it seems to have. Come, come off very negatively amongst the people. Well, yeah, well, out of curiosity, so what was yeah? Because I haven't actually looked at response. Yeah, no, it, ha- it hasn't. It TikTok, hasn't. How's uh, it landed in? How's it landed in thingy? In yeah, New Zealand. Well, no. If anyone from New Zealand wants to wants to fill us in, uh, yeah. I mean, the fact um, that when they they announced that the three guys announced it's Grant, Grant Gerald, Colin Mansbridge, and Chris Lindrum, three white dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, well, no, but it is as well. But then also, some people were saying this isn't actually the official. This was kind of like a leak. A leak, really? No, no, oh. it's no, no. Well, and I, then so so it could it could be one of these, and then because oh no, that was just a concept or whatever. Now they're going to kind of put it in line with the Maori. I presume they won't throw it all out, but maybe they'll probably make it le- look less like dicks and um, kind of. <laughs> Maori it up a bit more if that's not insensitive. Um, but yeah, and then the the second issue is they haven't actually changed the name. Yeah. yeah so they they what what are they they, they know it's not the Sword and Shield Crusaders. It's Chris. It's uh, the positive crusading for a better crusading for good. And, they crusade yeah. for good. Love the word. I'm sure the, nice. I'm so sure still... the original <laughs> slaughterers of Saracens thought they were crusading for good as well. No, I was just going to say, I mean, the, the, I don't think I've heard the verb used positively besides them trying to use it now. D- does this mean we, the Saracens are also going to have to change their name, or are we okay with no, the well, Saracens? Yeah. Well, I, the Saracens were sort of on the, you know, like, revisionist history has painted the Saracens as sort of the victims of the seventh day. Yeah. So, well, with so, all their point stocking and everything, they probably just need a rebrand anyway. Just get rid yeah, of that. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> I, I heard their name now was actually the Salary Sins. <laughs> nice. So, sorry, Phil. That, that is some low hanging fruit. <laughs> sorry, Phil. I'll just see your we just need to. Uh, yeah. So, so I, I think I think our general view on this pod was that that um, 
was that they shouldn't change the name. <laughs> but Unless I still, chose, oh, no. I know it still seems to be coming off that they're like, no, we, re- but we're actually keeping the name because you know what, that's that's worth quite a lot of money, and then we'll yeah. you know have to change a whole lot of programs or whatever. So. I don't know. Like, I think, I think they, I think they've generally fucked it up. Uh, yeah, Ben, if you want to have a good laugh, have a look at the chat. Uh, Full just posted, <laughs> posted this picture. <laughs> Sorry. You not seen that one yet, Adam? So, no, I, I mean, I haven't visualized it in such a manner, and now it's like I'll never forget this image. It's seared into my memory. Sorry. Where's this chat now? I don't uh, have this chat. If you look at the thing, so, bro, you'll see the... Oh, on the, Skype, on, yeah. on the Skype. Yeah. On the Skype. Click the little on Skype, yeah. speech yeah. bubble with the red dot on. Yeah. Speech bubble with the red dot. Got it. <laughs> there you are. Okay, wait. Hey, there, there, Ben Lowe. <laughs> I've just seen Ben Lowe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like you know, how they high-fiving. It's great. Well, you know what the problem is with the GTS right now. No, no, it's from Reddit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw it on Reddit yesterday. Yeah, if, if you want to talk, oh, see what you're talking about. This is genius, isn't yeah. it? I don't know, I don't, I don't know, I'm just saying now. Sorry? Yeah? I'm just going to say this now. If you want us to get that ever, that ever looming lawsuit, <laughs> you've just found our episode thumbnail. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, can you send me the Reddit link, please? I'll, I'll include this in the description sure. so people can find it. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. High fiving is great. Uh, uh, look, we'll leave it there. Uh, as I said, look, we're not from New Zealand, so we don't don't want to pronounce too much, particularly in the cultural significance and what the, the Crusaders try to do. The fact of the matter is, it looks like two penises touching, or two or, or, or two men, two stick figures high fiving with dicks touching touching each other. I know that was not the intention, uh, but that's how it looks. Uh, in terms of keeping the name. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope that wasn't the intention. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they have a really childish executive or something, we've somehow managed to push it in. Yeah, do, do, do you think it was? Do you think they'd employed like the like the HR team from the Hurricanes or whatever to help them out of this? Hey guys, we got the perfect solution for this. The news are like it's quietly high five. I've worked in media for, for, for a while. I've covered a bit of marketing. I just I want to know how they sold this in the pitch meeting. I know that there's a whole, all the comedy gook and the... Oh, well, that's, Adam, all those buzzwords are perfect for a group of white white men who would want to try and look at... No, no, but, but, but surely, surely, they, surely they, they, they focus group this, eh? You just yeah, in Christchurch, which is all just white people. <laughs> do, you, do you think yeah, there's some white guy... people what, that have never that don't have dirty minds that see penises everywhere? Do like, think, come on, like do you think the no one wants to be that meeting. first person? Yeah, yeah, no one wants to be. No one wants to put their hand up at a board meeting and say, "Hey guys, I'm gonna I put it out there. It looks like two dicks kissing." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you think everybody was thinking of it? Nobody wanted to say it in the pitch yeah, meeting. Someone's like, someone else has got to go first. I'm not it's, it's, it. it's like what's that proverb? Like the the imprisoned new clothes sort of thing. Pretty yeah. much, it's exactly Where that. Like, oh, that's so great, it's so great, it's so great. <laughs> oh, that's it, I'm not, I've, I've now got, I want to try and work, name my draft team, the Crusaders Two Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have a good chance. There's no pun, there's no pun. Yeah, you'd have a good chance to be voted <laughs> the, a... uh, the top the top name. Right, we'll leave it there, we'll see what happens uh, with the Crusaders, I'm sure there's just a lot of talk about it, but yeah, a good job, marketing team. Uh, Skulk Brits, uh, he's bowed out. He finally, 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 finally ended his career uh, in the bar in the Barbarians. You can't match. say he's finally ended his career. Adam. He's ended yeah, his never career once ever. already. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but I think this is finally it. Um, uh-huh. I was trying to 
Nothing. Wait, when are the barbarians playing again next? Uh, come out <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he's gonna roll out for the barbarians. Like, he's just good. Well, the he just wears that kit constantly, just the in case. Did, did you did you see that? Did you see that thing where Andy Good came out of retirement for a charity he, match? Jesus, he looks fat. I, I love yeah. God, he is not in good nick. But I'm sorry, if Andy Good can roll out and play 80 minutes, <laughs> Skulk Brits can definitely roll out and play 80 minutes, age 50 or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. the Wales won 43-33 in Warren Gatlin's last. Well, it wasn't. He wasn't coaching Wales. He was coaching the Barbarians. So fitting in in a way. Very, very a highly entertaining game. Uh, quick one line yeah. about Scott Brits, his legacy in South African sport, apart from being the ultimate hero, coming out of retirement, winning a World Cup, the dad and the squad, captaining the box at the World it's Cup. It's kind of strange, though, because we only really have a tie to Springboks called Scott Brits, so to speak. No, like domestically, Scott Brits is just like, oh, yeah, I remember when he played, yeah. Yeah, like, like 2008 or whatever. Yeah. Ten years ago, like there's no so there's there's no real sort of like homegrown feel to Scott Pritz. He's just like, oh, we added something. Yeah, he, he's just part. sort of appeared at the end, but it's almost like you kind of like, oh, oh fuck, like I kind of wish we'd had him around a bit more. More, oh, yeah, exactly. Like it, it's almost like bittersweet. Like fuck, this oak is here. He's awesome, mm, but why the fuck? He's like he's like he's like a really cool guy who you meet at the end of the party, and you're like, oh, I wish I'd partied with this guy. Yeah, oh, exactly. Jake White didn't think yeah. he was a cool guy. Not at all. Yeah, but, yeah, but I mean... I don't, th- I don't think Jake White's a cool guy. Yeah, I mean, why yeah. does... I'd rather hang out with Scott Pitts. Yeah. No, 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 <laughs> yeah if, if, you, if you made a poll, who would you rather hang out with, Jake White or Scott Pitts? Jake White's own kids would choose Scott Pitts. I think Jake White Probably. would choose uh, Scott Brits over Jake White at this point. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Scott Brits, we didn't appreciate you enough. And he's rode off into the sunset. So, um, Scott if, if, do you think he's going to turn up on Supersport? He's certainly got uh, got the mojo for it. He'll like add stardust to that studio. He's got the he's got like the personality. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes if he goes on like goes on like a bit of a reality TV run. Like that's what I was going to say. Like, is, is he is he married? Because maybe he could be the Bachelor. Yeah, no, he, oh, is, he is married with like kids. Uh, what? Maybe he could go on Survivor. Oh, what Haskell's on? Isn't Haskell? Oh, I'm a celebrity. Like, get me out of here. Yeah, I mean, Brits can go on that just as easily. I'm sure. But he'll win. Is that like? Yeah, but that. Yeah, but like court. that's. Yeah, well, I look, don't know what that is. The, yeah. the Brits will, It's like it's, a it's like it's sort of like Survivor, but it's like the main premise seems to be they make celebrities eat like bugs at some point. Uh, like on an island, or I, I don't uh, know. Possibly, I don't. I've never watched it. I just like, saw it's a like C grade celebrities. Not even B grade. <laughs> so so yeah. Mike Palmer might Mike Palmer might get on. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think it would be very generous to compare Mike Palmer to James Haskell, to be honest. But you know, once once maybe once you know he spends some time with me on course, his career will his career will just flourish. <laughs> once he gets that ERB clout. Yeah. <laughs> once he watches a man lose three balls and break a golf club on the first <laughs> hole. Um, <laughs> someone who who might be breaking balls um, of opposition centers, Ben Teo. He's coming to the Sunwolves. I think uh, the Sunwolves released a 15-man list. I don't even want to call the squad. I don't even know how they start. Uh, ben Teo, he's the most notable signee. Did you say 15 or 50? 15. 50 would be great, because then at least I would have a better idea what to do for draft. Uh, ben Teo, <laughs> he, he, he's playing for the Sunwolves. Uh, Phil, it's, he seems to be a juggernaut surrounded by... 
non-juggernaut, so I, I didn't really have a small version for that. Yeah, I mean, the, the Sunwolves' big problem this season is that the Japanese league runs at the same time, so in terms of local players, they can only use, like, university players or people who aren't attached yeah. to clubs, so they've got two university players, I think, in that 15-man squad, and the rest are sort of um, rejects from Australia and New Zealand. And a couple of South Africans are in there, mm. so they're gonna get they're gonna have a very tough season. We'll see how it goes. Would you sign Bento and Drafel? I'm not asking not because, e- because of not I- even not even with my last pick. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, you you can't though because because he doesn't. If he maybe played, I'm just trying to think because. Thing is, if you no matter how good a player is, if you just put them among complete tripe, they're never going to like. You're not going to get value from them. Yeah, exactly. You need some. Well, it's like we said with the with the rebels. Like they had that fantastic backline, but we all knew that that backline shit because they've gotten fuck all forwards. And especially props, yeah, like we said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like so. So, so to me, uh, and also Ben Ben Teo isn't Ben Smith. For a bit, he's you know he's good, but he's not the better Ben. Mm. Mm. He's yeah, also are... just the, the type of player he is. He's not like the exciting. He's more of like the solid, good defense. Um, he's not the type of guy who's going to be breaking the line with little opportunity. So I would stay clear, but maybe Adam, you'll feel differently, and you could draft him first or something crazy. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm busy looking at uh, my boy uh, Jordan Ulysse, maybe, since he's. Uh, I think the future's looking bright for him. <laughs> Is he gonna we, play? we need to actually. We need to work on that. Remember, a while back, we got the the rugby draft guys to say if we if we re, if we got something retweeted a thousand times, they would classify Jordan Ulysse as a prop. So I think we should. I think we should start working on that. To try, um, I'm just curious, Adam. Yes, are you looking forward to Ulysses playing his like fourth ever super rugby match? <laughs> <laughs> I am, especially starting hooker unless Raggy gets ahead of him as well. But it's fine, maybe you should. Maybe... Well, what do you mean, Raggy gets it? Raggy is ahead of him, yeah. Ulysses is gonna have to get ahead of Raggy. Adam, I think you need to draft Rangi too, just in case. Like first and second. I think at this, point, at this point, when Ulysses Uly- runs on the field, Australia will call him a debutant again. No, <laughs> like on debut. Uh, no, look, I, I, I don't. Do you know what? Saying that Adam's tactic of having the whole Waratahs front row actually worked pretty well for him last year. So maybe the whole Rebels front row is the play, Adam. Yeah, dude. Uh, oh, it's all about Adam. mobility. Is the, is the don't, key, they, don't they have like? Don't they have like to tear a full and shit? I think he may have moved. Yeah, Roach is playing for the Chiefs or something, I think, now. Yeah, Roach has moved on. <laughs> I don't know where he's going to. to. Ter- yeah, but I will not sign a hooker. I've signed hookers twice, my first pick, two times a row. Adam, Keep you, you are going to need a hooker, though. No, don't yeah, you dare. No, don't no, 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 Adam. Good Adam, play entire Spend season weeks without, without whispering <laughs> good hue by, in my ear. I signed him. No, 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 I'm not going to fall for that this time. Adam, without hookers. But this is this is fun, Adam. To Tara Falkner signed for the Waratahs, you are gonna sign him. <laughs> oh, you have to. I know it's the rules. You gotta. He'll be player twenty-four. He'll be player twenty-four. Uh, um, Quickly, uh, this, so sorry, sorry. A bit of news I forgot about was that gi- that giant kid being banned from playing rugby. Uh, yeah. There was an eleven-year-old who was playing a sevens tournament um, in New South Wales, I think, within one of the county areas. Uh, country, excuse me. Um, and then apparently it's halfway through the season. Or whatnot, and the New South and a New South Wales official approached the kid, 
at saying him you're too big to play and then the mom went and did a spray on facebook and the kid was uh very very upset he was the size of the referee so um we did chat about yeah, do you know what i noticed this article didn't give the height and weight of the kid which i think is what we all wanted because the kid looked like six foot three no like typical <laughs> but you don't want to put like an 11 year old on blast for being six foot three no, no, you don't. You don't want to. You don't want to criticize them. But they do say there are there are protocols that there is sort of like an upper yeah. limit for for safety, yeah. which I, I I understand the the logic of. And it is possible that he could have been done mid season if he reached the upper limit mid season. You know, if he had like a growth spurt or whatever. Yeah, because this is the like the big drama is that it was like halfway through the season they're like actually you know what. No, but you know, like, like you know, like I'm sure maybe we are, we experienced it where kid literally you see kids grow like six inches in three months, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But he's also, but he's not that case. They tend to grow six inches in lanky. He's not lanky. Yeah, that kid's thick. But he's also yeah. got a. He, have you seen his haircut as well? Like he's, he's he looks like a man. Well, he's, he's, he's also <laughs> named he's Leonidas. He's rocking Yeah, yeah I like know. Like, like when his folks named him, like. On yeah, they no, attempt to Yeah, like, like they 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 not playing down the intimidation factor of this kid. Basically, they named him Leonidas. They've given him a fucking like warrior haircut. They, uh, I don't know. Mm. Like it's a shit one. Like it really is, but at the same time, it's a it's a discussion for another day. But I I'm in favor of uh, youth rugby being played in weight weight categories, not um, age. And then New Zealand does it. New Zealand does it. Yeah, they do. They do. Mm. And I think I think this is like the the, the kind of the idea because they said he needs to play an up um, in, and above age limits. So maybe that, that's because, what they're thinking. Yeah, but just handled very badly. I think we can all agree on that. Because yeah, we all know like the big kid, like at that level, the big kid just gets the ball, he runs through, yeah. and then you just that's where he plateaus because as soon as everyone yeah, but it, it is it is sort of it becomes it's actually not an advantage to the big kid. Because eventually, you know, he's not going to be 30, 40% heavier his whole life. Yeah, exactly. So it's actually, if he if he wants to play proper rugby, he well, if, like, he should actually go up because and kind of be forced to develop some skills. Yeah. Mm. Um, speaking, is there something very little bit different? Um, so SA has named their panel of referees. And a big shout out to Amy Barrett-Theron who has been named to the national panel uh, oh, for, for referees for 2020. Nice. There's a whole bunch of... She, uh, she's, she's sort of a friend of the pod, her. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. She, she's a think, friend of I a friend, she, at I least. Think, I think she actually is a friend, friend of the friend of a pod. Yeah, no, well, she, she, rated, she rated our team names for draft one year. Yeah. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah. And she, she's now been yeah. named to the national panel, along with the likes of Morris Anavestes and Rasta Ravishenga, Egon Seconds, uh, AJ Jacobs, Jaco Kutza, obviously... Stuart Berry, he's back, Yoda Boita, Ben Krauser, etc. Um, so, so, so the, hmm? this is the pool they draw on for Super Rugby and Curry Cup? Uh, or Curry Cup, and then the Super Rugby refs are selected from that? Yeah, the Super Rugby referees will, will be selected, I think, from this. I'm just saying, wonderful flips of Amy. Um, and, uh, I mean, look, you'll find the story in Sport 24. I think it's just great. That I've even seen in, in football, increasingly, that uh, they're getting more uh, female officials, I think, is great in rugby. Uh, as also congrats, yeah. particularly in such a, well, the state obvious male-dominated environment, but I think so. They'll draw, I think probably mm-hmm. Sanzar will draw um, the Super Rugby referees from here, and but she might be in just running touch. 
and maybe shouldn't. Uh, yeah. I, I know very little about the, 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 the pathways. But yeah, no, I think I think it's great. Obviously, there's a women's That's panel, cool. and then there's a TMO uh, panel as well. You can check the story; it is on Sport Twenty Four. Um, so yeah, no, good. I, I think it's it's just nice to see these little things of changing. changing. No, that, that'd be awesome. Like, I'd I'd be super stoked if she got a um, a few Super Rugby games. Like, I think that would. Yeah. Or yeah. even yeah. Curry Cup games. I, like, I, I, it would I, really it would mark a mark a really cool step forward for uh, this. I think, we could, I think yeah. we could all agree that it's uh, better. We, we definitely need more ladies involved. Men, men can be very stupid. Yeah. Very much so. Speaking, speaking of, the the Cheetahs-Ospreys match was refereed by Joy Neville, who How I think is the leading um, female referee. So she's really good. And the Cheetahs won last night, so just... Uh, nice. Oh, she's going. excellent. Just... Ref of the year. Yeah, ref of the year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quick nice. go to France. Did she award Dwebo a try, even though he was not even on the field, maybe? Well, the other hooker got a rolling more try, so it pretty much counts. Yeah. How, how's Dweber? Is Dweber still peaking? Dweber, watch. Uh, he's not, he's not on tour at the moment. I think he's resting, but he's still good. Yeah. Oh, he's probably just jimming his biceps. Uh, <laughs> 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 going to go to Prades very quickly. Uh, Toulon's outspoken president and Muraj. Uh, I always please pronounce this. Thank you. He is reported to be selling a stake at the club. Al uh, Quip reported on Saturday, and this is through uh, AFP Argent Francais Press, the, uh, the agency. Apparently, an 80-year-old pharmaceuticals magnate called Bernard uh, Lemaitre, who holds a 44% stake in Toulon, he will become the majority shareholder Monday. And uh, Bouger... Damn it, Adam. Bouger Thank you, Bouger He's 59. <laughs> He's targeting, apparently, to be the president of the French National League. So, uh, he won't be disappearing, but he won't be in as involved in Toulon. Uh, as as previously, perhaps. So that'll be that'll be. Do you know the, this guy was calling calling for the French national side to go on strike like a month ago, and now he. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving back to South Africa, the Marvel jerseys have been released once more. Uh, I'm personally, it was fine for a few weeks, but now I'm utterly bored by this whole Marvel concept. But the new jerseys are out. Uh, I do think they look a little bit better. Must say the Stormers is a little bit confusing. Looking at their four jersey, it's still very difficult to see versus other ones. But their two other strips are actually quite like, particularly the new blue strip. Oh, I think I think the Sharks jersey is just slowly becoming less Black Panther and more Sharks. Like eventually, <laughs> eventually it's gonna because it basically looks just like a Sharks jersey with the the Black Panther collar thing. Yeah. Next yeah. No, no. Oh, I like do not. Lions, I like, I like this year. This year is they quite distinct, so the teams I think they can actually play each other in them, because yeah. previously they really didn't think it through. Where I think the Bulls one and the Stormers one clashed, yeah. and the Lions I, one and the Bulls one clashed. And I was at Newlands where they changed at half time because they couldn't, you know, tell them apart. Yeah, so it was uh, a bit of a. I'm just gonna throw this out there: the new Bulls jersey, the one with the overlapping. Yeah. Bull head silhouette. Uh, unfortunate part of the design. Speaking of the penises on the Crusaders logo, the unfortunate design of the bull's horns overlapping. It looks like a uterus and two fallopian tubes. Oh, I haven't, I haven't inspected that yet, but I will. Thank you, Matt. Because of the, <laughs> because of the bull's horns above pointing down, it creates sort of the two curving down fallopian tubes over a uterus. 
I want to see it. I'll, I'll look for it. They will be on Sunday, 19th January. They're going to be doing Superhero Sunday at FB Stadium um, in, in well, let's say Johannesburg. It's more Soweto, uh, next door, next more door to Manny Johannesburg. They are well, technically part of the city of Johannesburg. So that's going to be less than two weeks before the action kicks off. What do you think is nice? Um, I, I, are you going? Are you going, Adam? Uh, but I doubt it, bro. Uh, I'll be back at work by then. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. It's a long trip to get all the way to Joburg. From Pretoria. Uh, yeah. No, even though from where I am in Santon, it's a long trip to get to F&B. Uh, it's, not, it's not exactly close. It's a, it's a long schlep down the highway. So probably not. But it's, it's a, a weekend. Quick... Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like the comfort of my own home. So I, 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 I probably won't be going. But look, I think, I think it's great. I think tickets are going to be... Only 200 bucks, and you're going to see all the SA teams. It is going to be cuck hot, though, so I'm, I am a bit worried about the weather. It's been very hot here uh, in Joburg. Yes, I know, I'm Joburg, Pretoria, blah, 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 blah. So uh, let's move on. Okay, I don't know why I did that. Anyway. Uh, I think that, Oh, and finally, a little bit quick of Super Rugby news. Uh, the old Bullies are coming back. Yanni Dupasi confirmed coming back to the Lions. And Willem Alberts is probably on the way, too, which is very interesting. I think it's quite nice bringing back those experienced heads. I'm I'm interested to see how they perform on the field, but naturally, uh, at least they they'll be able to school the young youngsters in prop play, particularly right, Matt. Yanni telling them how to who bore in and avoid referee the referee's gaze. Yeah, but I mean he's been playing in France. They don't play they play differently in France. I reckon he's gonna get blown up badly in his first game. Calling it now. Okay. Well, that's that. Uh, and then uh, Hachiva Daimani, he's apparently available for the Lions in 2020. Uh, that's been confirmed because he made a sevens debut. He'll be making a sevens debut in Dubai uh, as well. So, uh, yeah. Full. I know next with next year we do some Super 8 previews, we'll definitely get you on, particularly for the Lions. Okay. Uh, and you can tell us all about how the fact that they, their pack is very, very young. Same as the Bulls. So. <laughs> Sure, we can go into that. Well, Willem Alberts and Yanni Duplessis will definitely increase the average age. Yeah, the so. medi- median age significantly. I think both of them are 35 or 36. Okay, that's going to do it for the news. So let's move into what this episode is all about. Uh, it's the year in review. And let's just start with some highlights and lowlights. And uh, Phil, I think you're the natural place to start. What is your highlight and lowlight? Uh, more than one. Maybe do a couple each if you want. Sure. Uh, of, the, of the rugby year. I have a feeling there's going to be some yeah. sh- shared, shared highlights. <laughs> so, yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's a pretty obvious one to choose, but uh, the, the World Cup in general, with the extreme highlight being the final, just South Africa's performance in the final against England and the level of dominance, just, you know, everyone was thinking uh, maybe South Africa have a chance, it's quite close, but really just blew England away in the final and it was almost as perfect as you could want so that was definitely the highlight of the year from a South African perspective just that one performance um, and lowlights I think probably again the Super Rugby from a South African perspective was just very poor none yeah. of the teams uh, looked even close to getting to the, near the top um, the Lions after making the finals three seasons in a row um, were particularly poor, so hopefully next year we'll see that improve a lot. Yeah, um, okay, look, I'll, I'll try to do something that's a little bit different. Uh, I think highlights, um, you know, we didn't have a, we didn't have a tour this year. I guess our, our, my highlight will be that the box won uh, the rugby championship for the first time. And actually, the World Cup goes ahead of it, but when they won the rugby championship, playing some pretty dominant rugby and they got the draw, 
against New Zealand away, which uh, even though they were dominated for most of the game and they got the result, they beat Australia quite convincingly and they thumped Argentina. I knew we were on a good wicket heading into the World Cup no matter, no matter what happened. So that, that'll probably be my highlights. Just signs of, um, at least at the national level, Rassi has really sorted things out. Uh, low light, I think I'll just compare, con, con, kind of go in the same train of with Super Rugby. In fact, so many players have gone overseas. The Bulls essentially have an entire new pack, uh, like same, similar to the Lions that are bringing back some players. A lot of players have gone overseas. I know there's not much we can do about it, but some all the guys <coughs> coming back, there's a lot of youngsters, but that missing middle, just like the middle class. Um, we, we, we kind of miss in the middle layer of rugby players that really make a big difference in any rugby squad. So it's just a pity, uh, particularly with the French and, uh, and British clubs poaching uh, youngsters out of high school now. Um, I'm not quite sure how we stop the bleeding. Unfortunately, at some point, it's going to hit a tipping point. That's my low light, unfortunately. Just a lot of players heading overseas. Ben? Yeah, um, obviously the World Cup Rugby Championship. Yeah. Just two... Two individual, probably where I felt the most pumped this year was one Herschel Youngtie's try against New Zealand to um, to ear to secure the draw, if you want. Mm-hmm. So I, I know, like I was, sure, I was that, ecstatic. Yeah, that one moment, uh, just in the pub, it's just you know everyone was just high fiving, hugging. That was a really good moment. I think I was at home by myself. I think I was just fist pumping in my lounge. Yeah, oh, yeah, I lost. nowhere. It was like one of these sort of dare to dare to hope situations. <laughs> I think and, it, so- oh. and then um, other one, uh, my other highlight was um, like smaller or small highlight was um, um, my Pimpy's try in the final. Like I just think it was, it was so cool. Um, the this this um under pressure making that pass was just filthy. Mm. Yeah. And and also in the in the sort of the context of South African rugby, like it was two black guys basically. Both well, especially my pimpy with like a proper a proper yeah. story showing that the showing that the showing that transformation, showing whatever you want to call it transformation, the quota system, whatever. It's showing that it actually it works and it has made South Africa stronger, which I think is such a it's so good that all those kind of naysayers just got a massive fuck you. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember full shared that full shared that um rugby article from was it full or ant? Basically from two thousand and sixteen, which was saying like how Russi needs to focus on improving the defense if we wanna, you know, become a world class team again, blah blah blah. And all the, like 90% of the comments were like, oh no, Rusty needs to get rid of the black players if we want to become a world class team. You gotta pick the best team, transformation, throw it away if you want to win the, blah, blah, blah. And no, like that was completely unnecessary. It actually made us stronger as a nation. And I feel that try almost, almost summed, like summed it up as, you know, and I'll bet you those same, those same fuckers who were going on in News 24 were as happy as I was. Suddenly, you know, all of this forgotten or whatever, but. Yeah, I really, I really think it was. It was very, it was very, very symbolic and shows the value of utilizing your whole, your whole population. If you. Mm. Yeah. And it was also, it was also Sorry, South Africa's go. first ever World Cup try. Huh? Uh, yeah. Final. 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 Yeah. Matt, just oh, actually, sorry, Ben, we haven't even done your low light. You just got so amped. About the highlights, get amped. Amped. Yeah, low light. Such passion. 
Low light was, uh, I think we got to come on to it with winners and losers, but it was a, a Pua Dianti. Uh, yeah. Oh. Sad. What a shame. Yeah. Uh, Matt, your, your highlights? Highlights of the life? Okay, I'm going to try and, try and try, uh, shoot for something a little different with highlights. Um, my highlight, I'm going to argue, was seeing the Jaguars play so well to get all the way to a f- Super Rugby final yes, this year. Yeah, well picked. They, they, then, they deserve to be there, 100%. So. Yeah, so yeah. I think that was a definite highlight in what everyone is. So we can take partial credit for it. Yeah, that everyone sort of shat on, or that's sort of shown up in everyone's lowlights is SO's performance. But yeah, looking at the Jaguars, the relatively young side. Because I mean, if you look at the new sides that. Australia had added they've done fuck all in the time that they've been there compared to what the Aguares did and also a side highlight seeing Australian media being so upset about it all of a sudden because well shit oh no it's a national side yeah that's also (laughs) watching Australian Australian media bitch and actually you reminded me quick we'll do quick two very quick highlights one just being Kings and the Cheaters um making very gradual and roundabout progress in Pro 14 I think SRIP, we know we give them lots of shit, but uh, they had to thread the needle. It seems like it's not the worst move in the world that they're playing in Pro 14 um, <laughs> at, at this stage. And then second, uh, I'm just busy reading this thing about Eddie Jones on that eight-day stint in, on Stormers Rugby or Final on Sports 24, and apparently Jake White called Eddie Jones very excitedly saying he'd applied for the... I, I, I counts this year just because I'm reading this now. Saying that he was very excited and he applied for the England job, but then Eddie Jones got called by Ed Ritchie, the RFU head, and got the job instead. So that's a mini highlight. <laughs> so that's quite funny. I'm just reading this. I'm like, poor Jake. <laughs> not really, but poor Jake. Hey, really? Eddie. Yeah, not really. <laughs> yeah, a bit of a dick Eddie. Move. Anyway. Eddie, do you, mind, do you mind writing me a reference letter quickly? <laughs> yeah, and then he, then he takes the job. <laughs> I know, we actually didn't include this. What about the breakthrough player of the year? Uh, I know you mentioned Herschel Yankees. That's uh, an obvious one. Um, any, any, uh, one. One other player, perhaps, that just stuck out. You thought they had a good year that, that let's say, stepped up a level compared to previously. Deafening silence. That's not a good sign. For <laughs> well, I mean, I, I I think it sort of ties in with Ben's one, but Mapimpi I think improved a lot yeah, for, for the uh, Springboks. And he got a lot of he shit. Just, on he his stepped defense, up, even in the yeah. World Cup. Yeah. I mean, even earlier this year, people were like, "Oh, he can't defend." Going back to Ben's comments, the same old shit. But he had probably one of the best, you know, individual tournaments. He wasn't quite top try scorer, but he wasn't a weakness at all, and he was. Yeah. Re- as always, hot on attack, so he came a long way. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think if anybody's in my mind. I know Deontay's probably disappointments. Um, Achis Neyman, in a sense. Um, I think yeah. he's, he's, a bit, he's, a bit, he's a bit unlucky that he didn't wasn't able to get in the team, but I think he's come along as well. Um, it's just a pit- though, but he's, I don't know, I still rate him as much as I did last year. I, or was I, mean, I just overrating him last year, man? <laughs> that's, that's, that's possible. Uh, I just thought yeah. he became even more key. Uh, it says actually Bongi Mbanambi. I, I have to hand it to him. He, he's uh, he pretty much he is the box number one hooker, um, offering just a bit more. Like he, a, taking the jersey of Malcolm Mark is no easy feat, and he did it and deserved it. So I think he's improved a, a shit ton. So also that move from the Bulls has worked out very well for him since he left the Bulls. So that was a good one, Ben. Being very quiet. <laughs> Maybe because he's gone. Oh shit, he's gone. And okay. gone. We'll have to wait. <laughs> we'll have to wait till he comes back. Okay, the one player disappointing. Um, I'm gonna say Andre Esterhazen. I, re- I really, I've always been a big fan of his because he has all the tools, 
And this was a year he could have gotten into that box squad. But the fact that we didn't sure. take him to the World Cup with one decent 12 says it all about it. He's really fought it off. That kind of disappointed me this year. I did hope for more. Yeah. Um, and uh, Matt? Yes. Uh, disappointment. Yeah. Uh, not Deontay says we'll chat about probably like now now. Um, but on the field. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. I don't know. Low light for me was Georgia not getting all the way through to the finals of the World Cup. <laughs> it's a very high bar. Or, um, I mean, I mean, it's a personal, it's a personal low light for me. It's not necessarily a shared low light. <laughs> Maybe the performance of their scrum just seemed a bit yeah, uh, yeah. underwhelming. It was poor. Yeah, like the Georgia just yeah, they, they were a bit of a low light for me. I'm basically just yeah shouting about how good tier two is. Yeah, well, I mean, Uruguay <laughs> beat Fiji which was a, a great result. And, and uh, they didn't disgrace themselves at the World Cup, particularly Japan. Uh, they played some of the best rugby at the World Cup. Uh, easily. Yeah. Uh, especially how, especially mm. how they moved the ball. Off-contact ball. Um, low light. Um, no, no, we've done that. So I, then how about off the field? Very quick highlight and, and uh, low light off the field. Because then we can chat about Deontay. I guess I'll start. With, well, I'll start with the, the low light with Deontay's test. And then since the, World Cup, the box won the World Cup, a lot of bitterness. That came from particularly British media. Um, yeah, I think a lot of it was very um, much driven by bitterness. Let's just let's just let's just get it clear. Ireland yeah. is not part of uh, Britain, so it's mostly uh, Irish media. I said, I, oh, sorry. Those, those guys. Oh, sorry, I thought I said that. It's, it's, it's great, Great Britain, isn't it? No, yeah, no, no still Ireland. not part of Ireland. That's why so, they call the British no, 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 and Irish they, lines. They, they yeah. have yeah, quite a United long. Kingdom. Yeah, Ireland is only in United Kingdom, isn't it? Or no, 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 the no, British Isles. I honestly have no idea what's happening there. Is is I is is Scotland a country? No. Well, uh, no, not not right now. Not yeah. in terms of like UN countries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's why that's why United Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a country. But then, uh, but then the Republic of Ireland is yes. not part of any of the no. United Kingdom or yeah, yeah, yeah. Great yeah, Britain. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's yeah. separate. That's a separate thing. It's done. But then, but then the the Irish rugby team picks from. The whole of Ireland. Yeah. Yeah, it's very complicated, especially because there's so much bad blood between yeah. Northern Ireland yeah. and Republic. And even even so. FIFA, like FIFA recognised Scotland and Northern Ireland as separate teams, while at the Olympics, the the, the UK go... Yeah, at the UK. UK. Like, it's really, it's confusing. We Can we agree? It is, it is confusing. Sure. But <laughs> Ireland are very much independent. Listen here, Ben, we're not yet to solve Brexit, so I can confirm it is confusing. Yes. But, uh, but all I... All I, I, had, I had to I had to explain Brexit to my father-in-law this morning at breakfast. It was pretty tough, I won't lie. How the fuck? <laughs> what do you do? Like, they want to leave, but they can't leave because this half of Ireland needs to... They need to come up with a plan with this side of Ireland still. Yeah, well, no, I was trying to explain, like, the significance of the election that's coming up. And, you know, and and then like while you're explaining it you realize like what an impossible situation it's actually become like, yeah like there's no way forward for, like no offense there's just yeah, no way no. forward uh, there's no like good option to take yeah uh, like just burn yeah, like, it like, and start from scratch <laughs> moving away from Brexit down the whole country moving away from Brexit full <laughs> uh, so you were going to say something yeah, I was just saying, it's the, really the Irish, and it's the wine guy, to be fair. It's not the whole of Ireland. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. the wine guy who had an interview and wrote a whole article about how South Africa's winners tainted by <laughs> drug use and all of that. And it's such a such a reach. It's just like, this guy should yeah. just go away. And I, but I think even, even other Irish people are like, that's not us. He's, he, he, like, even he's even Warren, take Gatlin, his Warren Gatlin tuned in. But that being said... I think a schoolboy, it's even been acknowledged by local writers and ex-players, um, that at schoolboy level, it's certainly an issue, or must be, uh, particularly given the high stakes that schoolboy rugby is played at now. 
it's on TV, potential career. You can go play overseas now. Um, I think, yeah, well, maybe at a national level, look, it's important not to be naive over these things. It's always a threat, but I certainly feel very comfortable about the box win. But at the low level of the game, it's actually schools. I think, uh, based on the little whispers that we hear, it is an issue that needs to be sorted out. But we... We, we've we got a thing. So for my new company, like we get a lot of business from outside of Mauritius and you ha- you have to kind of do like client onboarding, you know, basically you have to check if this guy is kind of legitimate yeah. before you, because obviously there is a risk of, you know, like money laundering and all that jazz. So essentially fika Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like fika, but it's less irritating. <laughs> okay. no, I'm just putting it in um, context for most of our listeners. Yeah, yeah, but... Um, but anyway, part of the part of the, the the process is you you give these reports. So if you find something that's dodgy, you have to report it to the authorities, okay? Yeah. And then normally, basic normally, yeah, you know, it just gets cleared up. But base, if you're a company like us, if you're a management company and you're not filing, they say between like um, five and fifteen reports a year or whatever it is, then the then you then basically you your procedures will fall under investigation. Because basically they, they've worked it out, like the amount of business that comes into Mauritius, a certain percentage is going to be suspicious. Uh. So if you're, not, if, you, if you're not reporting, it kind of shows your procedures are flawed, not the other way around. Mm. So sort of the issue, so I saw in someone else's article, they were saying the, the issue with drug testing isn't if you're catching people, because that's showing your system's working. The issue is these countries like England, who just never, who never have in, no, we're super clean. We haven't had a single person in the last, whatever, 10 years. To me, that's more suspicious than South Africa actually catching people. Yeah. Sorry, hi, guys. Yo. Uh, hello, Alex. How are you? It's a, it's a good time for me to reveal myself uh, from the shadowy corner of the podcast. You're really quiet. <laughs> yeah, you're very quiet, yeah. Uh, is that a bit it, adds, it adds to the mystique. I love it. Yeah, I, yeah. I was. I think I was just talking quietly. My head hurts. Um, <laughs> but I, what, I want, what I wanted to say on this point was, I think they lose a little bit of the high ground when they then come and raid all our apparently doped-up schoolboy players straight out of high school. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, if they if they're so high and mighty about drug abuse in in schoolboy rugby in South Africa, then maybe they should just recruit from elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, no, they but, can't have it both ways. So. No, but as yeah, long as well, the boys I mean, are clean for six months before they could start playing, and they can give a clean piss sample, then they don't care. Yeah, but I mean, okay, jokes aside, it is it is obviously a big big problem in South Africa, I think. Yeah, uh, Alex, since, you, s- since you've crawled out of uh, your your hangover haze, um, <laughs> can you give me a very quick highlight and low light of the year? <laughs> On the rugby field, highlight and low light. Um, yeah, okay, well, I mean, the highlights would obviously be the World Cup, the win. It seems like a bit of an obvious one. Oh, shit, none of us brought that one up, guys. <laughs> uh, well, how do we forget? Fuck. Oh, uh, yeah, see, this is why you guys need me around, huh? Um, a low light. What's a low light? Uh, uh, I think, I mean, I assume you guys got onto this topic because someone said Yankee's suspension. Yeah, we were, we, were, we, were yeah. Kind of, we were just started getting into it, so we're discussing guess, yeah. like off the field stuff. That, that, that is a good one. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe Israel Falau, like I don't know, just removing any any 
possible remaining doubt about how much of a low-life bigot he is. Um, that was pretty unpleasant. I mean, we got a lot of great memes out of it, but um, it's just it was like an unnecessary sideshow in what was an otherwise very positive and exciting rugby year. Uh, <clears throat> so maybe that. Uh, also, not a big fan of the Crusader three-peat. I don't think that's good for Super Rugby. Yeah, fair. Yeah, but yeah, that's about it. Otherwise, it was a good year. I mean, yeah, the lows weren't that low. The highs were pretty high. So yeah, good year overall. So, sorry, guys. When I when I cut out with off the field scandals, did you talk about Saracens' salary cap? Uh, we haven't no. gotten to there yet. Yeah, we well, basically started okay. it up everywhere, and then that's as far as we. Yeah, got. I, I did throw a question uh, at you, and then uh, we re- and then Phil reminded me that you had disappeared. So it was, you were very quiet. <laughs> so I was like, oh shit, he's gone. Ben, dumbfounded. But yeah, that's, uh, I'm actually enjoying the shouting for it and that. The scary thing is they won't get relegated at this rate. They keep winning. So Yeah, they're, yeah, but they're uh, already only uh, like quite, 20 points behind Yeah, from 55. Yeah, that's because they're like all the fucking yeah. players that they were breaking the salary cap on. Yo, because yeah, anything, anything. because cause yeah. they haven't actually changed their behavior, have they? No, not at all. Yeah. Like, this is what happens. Is it like when you when all you do is apply like a monetary amount to undesirable behavior, then past a certain threshold of of being okay. able to, of affordability, it doesn't become a fine anymore. It, yeah, becomes, become, a it becomes a tax. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Money they just need to become it? like it's a fee. So now clubs know that they can pay a certain fee to be able to field more players than the salary cap allows. It's like a premium access like account, basically. It feels uh, like they just in. need to be completely transparent, right? Just so everyone needs to know exactly how who's being paid what, just so we know that they can't just carry on this behavior. Yeah. yeah. That's what we said, like, two weeks ago, I think, is that, like, okay. the premiership needs to basically put them under sequestration and, like, manage their accounts for them until, until all, like, until we can be certain that they're not breaking the rules anymore. Right. So, and until that point, like they they shouldn't be allowed to field these players because I mean they've already been found guilty, right? So it's not even like there's a suspicion anymore. So having been found guilty, they're allowed to like continue. No, but that's the thing. They were found guilty for were they? They weren't found guilty for this season. They were found guilty for past seasons. Yeah, but but that's mental. I know it's bullshit. I know it's mental. It's it's bullshit and it's fucking linguistics gymnastics. But that's that's what they're using to get away with what they're doing. Is no, no, we were guilty then. We're not guilty yeah. now. They haven't found us guilty now for what we're doing. But that's mm-hmm. like that's like letting, that's like sending someone to jail for murder, and then when they get out, you're like, what? You can keep murdering now because you've been to jail yeah. for the last murders. Double jeopardy, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Classic movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. But yeah, oh, I don't sorry, know. I, brought, I, I feel like I brought a very low energy to this. And to this sort of sorry about that. I don't, do you know what's sort of interesting about this is I know we we said we weren't really going to discuss it, but Bristol Bears signing Semi Radradra and saying, "Oh no, we've got plenty of cash in our salary cap still." Yeah, yeah that's why we do because they only really have Radradra and Pietal. Like, we yeah, just need to see their salary. No, why isn't it transparent? That's my that's my question. because yeah, like, they are public companies, aren't they? So they should should be. No, no, but you only have to disclose like a certain certain people's salaries, like directors and stuff. If you're a public company, you don't have to disclose everyone's salary. Yeah, but you, but you, you need, obviously you obviously got to disclose 
a chunk of your books that says salaries paid out X amount, and if that amount yeah. is way yeah. above. Yeah, but you know, like, like it'll be in there with the physios or the administrators or the like. That's you know, you can sort of you can bury it, but it, you shouldn't be allowed to bury it. That's the point. Like, as a league rule, you should have to disclose what every player in your squad earns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be not necessarily to other teams and so forth because you know there's something, but there should be someone in the actual league who gets. Well, like some so, confidential administrator who sort of needs to okay the book, so to speak. No, I, I think it should be public knowledge, straight up. No, but there's no, there's no real... I mean, you lose a lot of bargaining abilities like that. Mm, but maybe that's a good thing, I don't know. Uh, so, I mean, that's an interesting point that um, Adi, Adi Sevier was raising this week on Twitter. He was talking about how um, like player player bargaining power comes from transparency and he was basically encouraging more and more players to speak to each other about what their what their salaries are oh, shit, yeah. so that yeah. so that they can kind of you know, take their employers to task and he was saying right. like, that's basically what what like tipped what tipped american football um towards where it is today was when player salaries started becoming public knowledge yeah. and and then like more and more players were basically then going back to their, their teams and saying I just read in the paper that so and so is getting paid X amount per month. I want that. Yeah, and my look at I'm as good as him, or better than him. Why, why am I getting paid less? It's. I but mean, the, the, it, it's this like shouldn't sport. just be at in sport. This should be at your yeah. job, guys. But yeah. life, figure out figure out what your colleagues earn, and then you actually then you certainly have the boss by the balls if you well provided you aren't the guys earning way more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. your value. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Like you got to know your value, and that's the thing. Is, is that in sport, and particularly, I think from his perspective, he was talking about a lot of island players, because they obviously grossly underrepresented, um, and very few of them have what to begin with. And uh, maybe I'm talking out of my ass here. Sorry, this, these are a lot of assumptions here, but I think very few of them come into professional rugby with knowledge about contracts and you know with with decent agents, um, and you know, just knowing what to expect and what they're entitled to, and then get snapped up by a lot of French teams. I mean, we know about guys like Namani Dantolo and, you know, Sami Karevi who make it big in Super Rugby and then go to Europe. But for every one of those guys, there's probably another two or three who just go straight to France, you know, a relatively unknown guy. And they don't have the kind of bargaining power that Rodradra and Karevi have. And they probably get taken for a bit of a laugh. Despite being easily the most talented, like demographic, in terms of rugby demographics, they're the most talented group of players. So I think that's like where it's especially important. Uh, you're tier two, tier two players who don't grow up in a culture of professional sport, and then get thrown into the deep end with, you know, real kind of leech, bloodsucker types like Muran Bujalal, Bujalal at uh, Toulon. Um, you know, those are the guys who will just take advantage of you if they can. So. Yeah, I think it's an important lesson, and I think it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens with rugby if that starts happening, and yeah, whether we see the same kind of ballooning of, of player salaries that we saw in the NFL. Well, moving from that, because we're currently on the uh, winners, losers, and biggest scandals, so I think all of that's kind of mixed. To go back to Deanti, since we haven't really chatted about that in detail, <laughs> um, we right. kind of started and then naturally would segue elsewhere. Um, 
overall very probably I guess probably one of the worst things that's happened to South African rugby this year off the field because particularly since his face I still see his face plastered on certain things <laughs> in malls and stuff and uh, they've removed it so yeah. uh, his career is over which is a shame uh, I think the fight we're going to get final determination of what happened but for all intents and purposes unless something very surprising happens it's game over for Deontay he'll always be labelled um, a drug user unfortunately if, if, if I it's think cheap, he's yeah. Yeah. I, I add a quick one. I, I said we're about to move on. Can I add a quick one? Um, if anything ever does come out of these Evan Etzebeth allegations and it turns out that he is oh, guilty, yes. I think that's worse for South African rugby than... Oh, 1,000%. I must admit, I've completely forgotten because it's not being raised in the media suddenly or yeah. by... Uh, it, it doesn't funny, matter. Funny how that happens, sir. Eh? Yeah. yeah because... now, now that the stakes are gone. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I, anyway, that's, that's not an indication of whether or not it's true, so... But I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned it too. Um, I think Alex mm -hmm. is 100% correct, particularly if something did happen in. Who were they? Sorry, I actually can't remember. Uh, Langebaum. But it's gone very, it's gone very quiet too. Like yeah. it's just, it was in news, and now we don't even. Well, no, no, because now, now it's lost the sort of the. Oh no, he's going to be pulled back from the World Cup or whatever. Like now, like there's no time pressure on it, so people just don't give a shit. Uh, my, my, my best guess is that. Now that the World Cup's over and the family actually had time to kind of focus on it, I think they probably settled out of court and we, yeah. we won't hear about it again. No, probably. It wasn't it with the it was with like the HRC was it? Yeah, yeah and the someone. deputy commissioners also might be he was looking at the public protector job and all that. But deputy public protector job. So yeah, I think Alex is, is kind of right. Um, but yeah, just uh, in terms of the anti, uh, just some thoughts about that. Uh, before maybe just looking at some other scandals, I don't want to talk about Israel Falau. I think we've done that, done, done, done enough about that. He's all, he's awful. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if there's anything more to be said about any of this. To be honest, like we've covered it. Gianchi's just like we. There's still yeah. like this, 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 a very small chance that he's innocent. It's a tiny, tiny chance, but it's possible. Yeah, because um, he's now. I think last I saw of his, he's saying that if he did do anything wrong, it wasn't intentional. Yeah, I mean that's obviously that's how it begins. <laughs> yeah, that's how you. That's that's sort of your last sort of okay. I'm, um, my back's against the wall. I better say something now. Yeah, I think. And I then think you still uh, get banned for that, right? If, yeah. if, if history is anything to judge by, the the next stop on this particular journey will be the devil made me do it. <laughs> um, but yeah. look, whatever. I mean, like, like I think we said it again, like two weeks ago. There's like a human element to all of this. Um, like Yanchi is still, you know, he's a young man trying to make a career out of something that is very difficult to do. And like, I, it wouldn't surprise me that if, if it turned out that he just made a really stupid decision that, that didn't pay off. And I think he should be, uh, you know, banned from rugby essentially, um, if it's true. But I don't think he needs to be demonized as a, as a human being. Like, I don't think. And I think it's, it's good that his old school reached out to Dale. Apparently, had like, quite an outreach for him um, to support him, yeah. which I think is good, ir irrespective of guilt. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, cool. I'm happy to move on. If you guys are. Sorry, I kind of hijacked this. I, no. I'll, 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 I'll duck out again just now. Don't worry. I would I would drag this out for four hours or anything. Yeah, well, I need to I need to leave in like uh, I need to leave in 20 minutes. So uh, we okay. we are kind of in the scandals, winners and losers segment. Um, Mr. Wall, I mean that's very broad. Anything else that comes to mind? Nothing that, that, that people have had a good year on off the field. Uh, like in the individuals on the, f I think Herschel Youngchies has had a very good year. Yeah, 
Suddenly we have mm-hmm. uh, two Chaz world class uh, Yeah, Chaz and Colby suddenly become. Chaz and Colby is def- definitely a big winner. I think yeah. so. I would argue Arm has had a good year. I just. I, yeah, Arm has had a good year. I get annoyed uh, though. He's a much better player than even he showed at the World Cup. He's a, he's like got he's got all the tools. What do you mean? No, but just because, mean? because of our game plan, we may mainly see the defensive sides. I know we saw that wonderful pass. Oh, I sound like Matthew Pierce. Fuck out him. I saw that very good pass uh, in the World Cup final. <laughs> but it's just a pity that we don't see it more often, just given how the Sharks have played. Maybe they'll change. Sure. I'm just a huge. I'm a, I'm a huge believer in. Uh, uh, it's the it's the humidity. Yeah, your contra pass was in the humidity, Adam. Yeah. Oh, you you're crazy, Adam. You think you're passing in that humidity? I'm just trying to trying to think of some well, like from some losers of from an outside African perspective. I think like there was there was actually it, like the year bodes really really well. I think the only the only teams that I can think of that are kind of at the end of a cycle and need to begin a rebuilding phase of sorts uh of the top teams are New Zealand and um and Ireland. I think uh, like maybe like Wales are getting a little bit close. But like I feel like England's got like some really, really great young talent coming through and guys like Sam Underhill and um right. Tom Curry and yeah. like some good some some pretty decent backline talent too. And France's got like a whole host of youngsters. Like I think in a way like the the Dupont uh Intermac combination is is possibly the most exciting pairing in the world i would say even more so than curry and, and underhill um right. they've just got so much potential so that feels really great and i think we are at the beginning of a new era for springbok rugby in a way um with a lot of young guys coming through as well uh and australia okay, i mean australia just a fuck at the moment so i wouldn't say they're at the end of a, a cycle or the beginning of a cycle they're just they're just on a spin cycle. They're just spinning in place. But nice. um, <laughs> but yeah. So like, I, I just think it, like there are a lot of positives in the northern hemisphere as well. Um, and Japan, of course. Like, I don't think we can we can leave 2019 without giving credit to Japan. I think without mm-hmm. them, this this whole rugby year wouldn't have been what it was. So, so yeah, there's there's something. It feels like there's something really cool happening in rugby at the moment. Um, touching on like the player salary conversation and like, just the World Cup and how it went and interest in the in rugby generally. I think yeah. it's, we're on a, we're on an upwards curve, which which feels good. Um, yeah, losers. I, I, I think oh, in the um, South African losers. context of that, I just wanted to say like I think it's a really good opportunity just to turn this goodwill into something more meaningful for local crowds and local attendance. It just yeah. it needs to happen. Like turn. You know, we saw how many people coming out to see the Springboks on the bus. Just get yeah. some of that into the local game and get people to the game somehow. Obviously, we've spoken about changes needed, but it's got to happen at some point. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Ben, you had some losers. Yeah, um, Izzy Falau, Michael Checker. <laughs> Classic. Though the, 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 the brand took serious damage. Yeah, Rugby Australia. I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if Checker's brand took much damage, actually. Yeah, actually, his brand was his brand. Um, yeah, like Jake, Jake brand. White really. Jake White, I feel he's lost a lot of yeah. legitimacy with Rusty winning the World Cup now. Yeah, <laughs> makes him that much less special. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, yeah even the, yeah, the commentators sort of, were joking in the World Cup final or after the World Cup final, people were joking. I think on Twitter or something that 
like if Eddie if he, if Eddie Jones had won for England, it would have like decimated uh, Sir Clive Woodward's like income stream of like being mm. a guest speaker at events because he wouldn't he would no longer be the only coach to have won a World Cup for England, you know. And right. it's the same kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, but same same with Jake White though. Exactly. Like he's really he's like special. like yeah, I, I feel I feel he's t- his brand has taken a, a big whack. Uh, so I assume Jake right. White sort of. On his business card, he's lowered uh, World Cup winning coach by about two font sizes on his business card now. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully he's still on the, on the phone white, though. No, yeah, but okay. also, I think people are like, Jake White won the World Cup with actually a, a far better side. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah and he had of, more yeah. prep time and yada, 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 yada. I was going to throw out there um, another so, loser. Sorry. 2007 was also the, uh, objectively the worst World Cup we've ever had. So, not us personally, but like the world. Yeah, and it was an easier route than Rossi's team had to. The, yeah, but to we beat we up. beat the team in the final that we'd already beaten 36-0. It's not that impressive. Oh. Sorry, Matt, I cut you off. Sorry. No, it's chill. I was going to say a couple on your one of the winners calling Japan a winner. I'd also want to throw them under the bus for one of the losers for getting themselves kicked out of Super Rugby this year. Yeah, true. What a wasted opportunity. Like in the same breath, like now that like with all this good good faith that they've managed to build in the World Cup, they've essentially got nowhere to nowhere to take it. Right. Yeah. True. Yeah, maybe there's a financial angle to it that we don't know about, and they'll yeah. they'll be the ones laughing at the end of the day. But from a rugby perspective, it is kind of a loss. I agree. Do Do you think Do you think people like say say like Hugh Jones? Do you think his brand almost got better by not being with Scotland at their disastrous World Cup? No. Well, he's, he's, just, doing, it, he's doing his yeah. own trip, like sinking his I, own boat by the sounds of it. I wasn't, with, I wasn't Jones, with Scotland yeah. either, and, and I don't, I'm not getting any calls <laughs> for contracts. I think because yeah. no, like, fine. Yeah. That it doesn't help to, like, he's just, if he can't even make the Glasgow team, then... Yeah. Like as bad as Scotland were, doesn't help. He he's not with he Scotland. Even, he's just losing out. He wasn't even good enough to be there. Yeah. So like, you know, he would he would have been even worse. Is the theory? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe it helps like injured players who didn't make it. Yeah, I think injured players you can argue. But if I had been healthier, I would have been playing. It might have been better. So yeah, like Gareth, like, Gareth uh, I'd have. Yeah, I'd have yeah his brand probably took a, improved a bit. I don't think he would have helped him though, to be honest. Maybe. I mean, they only lost to us by three points in the semi, and I think they would have beaten England if England so, played uh, that way. Is, are we talking about Schrodinger's Anscombe now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, classic. Well, someone, you mentioned Anscombe, someone's brand who's still has weathered the test of time, Warren Gatland. Wales, even though, like, amongst the four semi-finalists, they were objectively the worst, they proved the hardest person to beat. Now, Squidge note, so they could chance they're going to beat England in the final. So he's headed back to New Zealand to coach the Chiefs, then the Lions. This brand hasn't taken a knock at all. So I'm very interested to see what he does with the Chiefs. Yeah. Actually. It's going to be oh, this is, sorry, sorry. Massive, massive winner, Squid Rugby. Yes. Like, I feel yeah. he's just gone from yeah. Spence yeah. to the yes. YouTuber, this year. Yeah. YouTuber, media, yeah. media dude of the year. We're big fans of break, Squid. Break, breakthrough of the year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, breakthrough performance. And, and he fought so on is the he gonna, should, How do Could we nominate him for, like, an Oscar or a Kids' Choice Award or something for director of the year? We probably could. Nice. We, we probably could. Um, they must have uh, YouTube awards or something. 
I wanted his uh, his his breakdown of the final to be nominated for like a a laureate award or I was asking yeah I asked him if we could submit it to the uh, to the Cannes Film Festival. Short film category. We we're running out of time. We got ten. We got about. It was like thirty. It was like thirty minutes. I think it might be yeah. beyond a short film. Yeah. Uh, no, no, that's a short <laughs> film thing. We got twelve minutes to go. Um, we yeah, we got World XV here, but we kind of covered that with the World Cup episode, so we could leave that aside. Yeah. I guess the question yeah. to ask is: Is rugby better off than it was twelve months ago? Getting there. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, okay. I was like, next question. Uh, well, super, no. I think Super Rugby's. Uh, no, 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 but, but I think Super Rugby's. Super Rugby's not worse off. It's now now that the world Super Rugby goes from World Cup to World Cup. So now we're in that chunk of Super Rugby now where everyone's fixing up a new team and getting to play with new identities and that and trying to yeah, develop think, the, develop yeah. themselves. I think yeah we we at the bottom of of our cycle Super Rugby, but I I do think what what Matt brought up about the Sunwolves, I do think that Super Rugby's taken a hit as a result mm-hmm. of that, like the fact that that Japan would just so casually walk away from what we always hold up to be like the gold standard of domestic rugby or international rugby, um, that doesn't it's not a good look you know, so. Yeah, it is a little worrying, and there was that article earlier this week, I think, about New Zealand getting a big um, TV rights deal, mm. and yeah. it makes it makes them like a lot, or it might have been Australia, um, and like you know the whole thing about how South Africa is kind of just the golden goose for Super Rugby. We don't really add very much in terms of quality, um, yeah. which is it's debatable, but I mean I think look certainly our our derbies I I. I feel confident saying our derbies are up there with the worst in the world, together with Australia's. Um, yeah. So no one really, really wants so to watch they, that. They're, ba- they're basically only, only, only the New Zealand derbies are any good in Super Rugby. Yeah, no, full on, absolutely. Like, uh, yeah, I go, I go mad for a good New Zealand derby, and, and even yeah. I consider missing some of our South African derbies. Oh, but, God, uh, yeah, uh, Sharks versus Bull game, you can't pay me to watch. Yeah, <laughs> but would you rather yeah, like, watch sharks versus bulls or rebels versus? Oh God, um, rebels are okay. What about like Brumbies Reds? Dude? Oh God, I'd, yeah, I'd learn golf over that. Brum- no offense, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, anyway, so, just don't don't you don't you live on a golf course in South Africa? I live near. I live in George, which is near every golf course. <laughs> so why why haven't you learned golf, man? Like it seems like a waste of resources. Not I played it in primary school for a bit, and then I got over. I, I agree, golf is a waste of resources. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, let's not discuss the environmental <laughs> impact of golf courses. Sorry, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up with Michael Palmer, and you guys are gonna feel feel his wrath, eh? Yeah, <laughs> there's our first beef. Our first beef is with professional golf. If after all of this we made it famous by being slammed by a professional golfer instead of like Dave Grohl or uh, any of the other celebrities we've tried to <laughs> sort of crowbar into our podcast. Or is the Falal the silly bigoted prick? Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe that Why would be he... the straw that broke the camel's back. I'm just going gonna... to. Uh, on, on Israel Fala, yeah, I want to reiterate what I said on the on the on the chat earlier. I, I really want Australia Rugby to give him the money he, he's asking for. Because <laughs> I, I think I'm just super excited to see what he does next. 
I want to see like what happens when you give like a, a, a religious fanatic that that kind of money. And you've like, seen, you know, you've, well, I mean, it's a different religion, but if you give a religious fanatic a lot of money, you end up with ISIS. Yeah, so, like, I mean, obviously I don't want ISIS, but... Yeah, it sounds like you do. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's a different kind of religion altogether, but I mean... But you want... Extremism is extremism. You want Falao's version of ISIS. I, I mean, yeah, I was going to admit you're like a little curious. <laughs> oh, that's kind of want to see what it looks like because I've seen the Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah, <laughs> I think I don't know, like other one, the Westboro Baptist Church, which is also now somehow also good under the hype. I've always found that was what was preventing the Westboro Baptist Church from making it into the mainstream. How they yeah. really suffered under a under yeah. a aerial barrage. Yeah, you just, uh, you just pepper them with Gary Owens, they fall apart, <laughs> and they crumble. They, they drop their they drop their God hates fag signs and just run off. Like, come on. Uh, I don't know, if this is a computer game, we could just do a quick save, give them the money, see what happens, then we can always reload it. <laughs> reload and go back. It's like, it's like when you're playing GTA and you're just like, I'm bored of this mission right now. Hit save and then just fuck up everything and see if you can get the army after you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Find a corner, like, found a roof to stand on with a bazooka. Um, I just want to sort of add um, about rugby being in a better place than it was 12 months ago. Something we didn't mention in the news that there's now the Superliga Americana de Rugby, which is a brand new sort of sort of super rugby for Southern America that's just been announced with five teams. So it's Southern America's first sort of uh, proper professional league, which has now five teams playing in it. So, I mean, that's also something that I think is off the back of the World Cup in Uruguay, getting that win and all that sort of that goodwill and momentum pushing forwards. Obviously, this started before all of that, but... It's not. It's good for them that they've got that. Yeah. Um. I. I think. I think as a pod, we should make a personal pledge to play it on Super Brew. I mean, no, Olympia. Well, isn't that? Isn't that? Isn't that how we put MLR on the map? Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So we all we commit. Are we? Are we all making a commitment today? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'll someone, do. I'll, okay, do. and 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 Ant's not here, but he's also we we dragging him down with it. Oh, uh, Ant will be up for it. That's yeah. Ant uh, and, and loves a bit of super brew. Ant loves a super brew. Do you think uh, in the long term this is uh, a, a way for the Argentina to sort of move away from Super Rugby if they can develop their own market? Yeah, I yeah. think it's. I think it's not a bad idea. Probably. Yeah, but I would say very, very long term. Hey, like yeah, because sure, yeah. you're looking at the teams that they sort yeah. of started. It's small places in it, like Colombia. Yeah. Argentina love Argentina love chucking in a like a second team into a tournament though, so they probably will. Yeah, we've yeah. seen them in the Curry Cup, of course. So. Yeah. Well, in the Curry Cup, then in the Americas Cup or Americas League or whatever it's called, they have the the Argentina 15 or whatever it's called. Sure. Then, if know. you if you want to stretch it, the Jaguars are essentially a second <laughs> team, uh, a second team Argentina as well. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> they they, t- they take whatever opportunities they can get. Yeah, I think I think Super Rugby's been good for them. I mean. They got to basically play against Crusaders, which are you know the semi All Blacks, 
yeah. Super Rugby this year, which is not which is not a kind of which is not an experience they would be able to get in another league. I don't think. Yeah. So yeah. Even if they if they cut this and they just focus on the nationals, I don't think it would really benefit them that much. Mm. But oh, sorry, I was just going to say if there was one thing I could change about this year, it would be that um, it would be that Namibia Canada didn't get to play. Yeah, oh, yes. disappointment of the year. We, we we missed the the jewel in the desert or the smash yeah. in the snow or whatever it's, you wanted to call it. It still feels like they should have just rearranged it or something. Give the people what they want. Yeah, like that's the the derby that <laughs> everyone. Was that's what they out. should do. World Rugby should just announce that game now as like a big fuck you to Scotland. Just oh, by the way, guys, these two are playing. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas crash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Scotland. Yeah. We forgot those as one of the losers of the year just because of their terrible behaviour. They definitely took some yeah. yeah, and not just because they played badly. How much are they? How much did they get fined on? How much are they caught? Then what did they rephrase the fine as? It was a donation. Yeah, they rephrased it as like a donation <laughs> or something. Nah, idiots. <laughs> yeah, like it is. Yeah, because personally, are you? Yeah. I used to quite like Scotland, and now I've, I've gone off them big time. Like, I might actually support England against Scotland in the next Calcutta Cup. Uh, on that note, Oaks, uh, i got to leave, leave in a few minutes, uh, and I'm the only one recording, so unfortunately I've got to force the end of this. Um, is there any, any quick quick one-line thoughts about the year we've had before, before shutting off? We, we are back next week and the following week, and then with our final episode of the year, what I want for Christmas. Um, we have not recorded those <laughs> yet. Apparently. So, apparently. Nice. Yeah, apparently we haven't recorded. Yeah, if we... Guys, it, like, in the next few weeks, let's just mention the date a lot. Like, can that just be our thing for the next few weeks? <laughs> just, 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 let's, let's just go on about the date. Like, I think that's important somehow. I, no, but I, I think that is worth doing because at this time of year, it's often quite difficult to keep, to keep track of, of, like, what date <laughs> is... There's like a lot of holidays peppered around December, so I think it's it's good for us to kind of keep people grounded on the calendar. So I think let's just let's just keep referencing the date in our episodes for the next few weeks, and I think that's like a really good public service that we can give people. So I think that's a good idea, Ben. Let's do that. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds good. Um, Okay, well I guess on that, um, let me where do I start? I'll start with on my imaginary right, uh, full. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, what a lovely time to do the first pod with you, honestly. Thanks for having me, Adam. Yeah, thanks um, for getting up so early. Let's take this. <laughs> well. Sorry. Yeah, you're that. crazy. I, I don't understand how Alex is up after he had a big night, but this is early well, for me. Uh, in my... Maybe last night. But, but dude, just imagine <laughs> your day is not super long. Um, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That sounds horrible. All day ahead of me. I got the whole day ahead of me. Fuck. Alex is just uh, full of thing there. Fuck. <laughs> I'm going back to bed, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I might do that too. Uh, ben, uh, ben, thanks as well. Good luck with your golf at the pram. Yeah, me, me, and me and Mikey P are going to bring it home. It's coming home, guys. It's coming is home. Is he for? Yeah, he, he's like he he was like seventieth on the Sunshine Tour at Order of Merit. So I, I don't think I don't. I might have to you know lend them some golf balls at the start of the round or something. So. Go, Ben, you got him. You can take it. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, I don't, I'm, not, I'm playing with him. He's on my team. Oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I don't think, I don't I think Paul really understands golf. Then you're going to be carrying... <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Matt, thank you. <laughs> thanks, thanks for being here, as always, and please stop freezing your nuts off. We tried. We tried getting it in peak sunshine for you, but clearly it didn't help. Yeah, the peak sunshine. <laughs> I like that this place looks very Eastern European when hint when I like look like I'm on the wrong side of the border when winter hits. Like all the greenery's gone. <laughs> you clear winter. Yeah. And uh, Alex, thanks, thanks. I'm glad you made it through your land in one piece. Mm. Not hungover? Yeah. Question mark? Uh, <laughs> I, I definitely not, Adam, not Adam, enough Adam, much, clearly. Adam, I haven't had any you might still be drunk. Yes. Yeah, maybe that's that's possible. I, I don't know what's going on. I just want to point out, Adam, adults can still podcast and function in the day, in the day next day after they've had two glasses of wine. <laughs> I'm uh, not next time, Adam. Next time. Uh, um, what were you complaining about last time? You said you had a lot of tequila, didn't you? Yeah, but I drank uh, like and I had tequila. A lot, I had a lot of tequila last night, but I I couldn't make it up the stairs last time. That's what my wife told me. Like she said, I was a, I was a god awful mess. She, I didn't remember. <laughs> Adam, that, I think that's what she, how she refers to you like all, most days, isn't it? No, god awful mess. No, that's <laughs> not true. Oh, Adam, you're such a god awful mess. Yeah. On that bombshell, I think we should have an episode where we we step back, we let our wives come on, and just have them bitch about how irritating the podcast is, and we are for like 20 minutes, and just see how that episode does. Uh, who would host this? Uh, who would be like the person who does the intro? The big question, the big question is who would come uh, on Na- Natalie <laughs> would obviously host it, because she's she's the the wife of the host. Yeah. That that would literally be the last thing on earth she'd want to do. That's exactly. good. Then we'll get then we'll get yeah. some great bands. Good. That, that, that's fueling fueling the rage. I love it. Yeah. We'd, we'd probably yeah. get we'd probably get Nicola for Matt again. She'd be like, I don't really know what's going on, but I'm here anyway. Just like in the uh, Rugby for Nudes episode, where she she played. Should more. we should we should we get should we get baby should we get baby James to host? Maybe James can host, yeah. Okay, time's running away. Time's running away with us. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of Elite Rugby Banter. We will be back on December 8th, December 15th, and December 22nd. Remember, those dates will be noted as nauseam in those podcasts. Who needs a holiday? Yeah. You can look at the sea, look at some mountains, or listen to us tell you about rugby next year. I think it's a very easy choice to make. If you have been listening, thank you so much. We will catch you on December 8th, December 15th, and December 22nd. <laughs> <laughs> Too many dates. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>